0: sweetness all right, all right so three two all right ladies and gentlemen welcome back to the tank rodriguez show i'm indeed your host tank rodriguez and of course we have our co-host slash guest of honor of all time for the horror show Derek O. how Hi. you doing Derek?
1: hello hello how y'all doing today
0: <clears throat> i'm swell thanks and also we have a very very special third guest today our dear 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 horror also expert james well, uh, welcome. I mean,
2: welcome. I mean, hey, how you doing? <laughs> that's like, be, bienvenue. <laughs> bienvenue. Bienvenue. Bienvenue.
0: Well, thanks for being here, James. I really do appreciate it. Uh, it. It really takes a lot off my back of not being close to anything of a horror expert. Uh, I just like the way y'all talk about movies, so the fact that you're here is awesome, and I appreciate it. It's a pleasure to be here. So I asked Derek last week how he got into horror, and he went into a very uh, sentimental uh, background, which is really nice to know. Listeners loved it. Um, even some wrestlers loved it. Oh, <laughs> uh, Duke the Dumpster drossy. Oh wow, Duke. Uh, Duke, really? Uh, actually, uh, uh, listened to it and uh, added me to a horror, uh, <laughs> a horror Facebook group. <laughs> is Duke a horror fan? He, he very much so.
1: Yeah. Wow, <laughs> which is awesome. And, and we got a. Our our uh, brothers and sisters over in the Ukraine, the Ukraine, that are listening to us. So uh, spread the good word, <laughs> spreading the <laughs>
0: the good cause, the good word over there. I love yeah. it over there. I'm... So so I'll have to kick it off to you too, before we get because I know we're going to uh, it's going to it's going to run you know usually along with the you know ten person oh well ten list thing whatever baba yeah, we're it's doing a long list, so. yeah so diverse, uh, it's a diverse list. it is a very diverse diverse list here. Uh, so, James, if you could just go into a little bit about it.
2: How did you get into horror movies? Well, so I'm old enough that I got to live through uh, what I still consider the greatest uh, contemporary boom in horror, which was the 80s. Right. Um, you know, the advent of the VCR and the VHS allowed a lot of um, lower-budget films to get released, films that would never have get theatrical release. Um, and uh, because of that... Um, You know, there was some of my all-time favorite movies were released directly to video. But, yeah, even as a kid, uh, I still remember. uh, Biggest thing at the time when I was a kid was your parents on Fridays would take you to go run a movie. They'd buy a pizza or whatever. And I still remember the mom and pop shop that, you know, was closest to us. But my mom would be like, each of us, there's... I have two brothers, so was three boys. She's like, you guys each can pick out a movie, wow. and me and my twin brother would head, even at like nine years old, would run straight to the horror section. <laughs> even as a nine-year-old kid, I was just like, whatever was the newest, coolest, you know, Nightmare or uh, Friday or you know, whatever was the, the newest and coolest. But um, in fact, I still remember i um, we were in a different video store than our local one, but um, we, me and my twin brother, I think we were probably maybe twelve at this point. Uh-huh. We were looking for something, I had the cassette for Evil Dead 2 in my hand, and this 20-year-old guy, this, like, Hesher dude with, like, long hair was like, are you guys going to rent that? We're like, I don't think about it. He's like, dude, that movie is fucking awesome. (laughs) So I was like, really? He's like, dude, that'll change your life. And I was like, well, now I have to rent this. And of course, (laughs) and so, of course, you know, it did change my life, Uh, so he was absolutely correct. Whatever I, you know, the gentleman in the white snake T-shirt. I Thank you, sir. Um, <laughs> my my influence. Um, but yeah, so I, I mean, I was in horror literally since a kid. The one thing that I also helped was that my mom is super into Halloween. That's her favorite day of the year. In fact, she for years she tried to make us change her birthday to Halloween. <laughs> So that we would celebrate her birthday and Halloween, and I was like, "This is too much." Like, (laughs) it's not your date. Exactly. Exactly. Don't. No ownership over Halloween. But (laughs) but so she was really cool. She would watch the horror movies with me. I mean, my mom was really like, she had a formative impact on me. Like, I remember as a kid, I'd wake up sick with a you know sick stomach or whatever, and I would catch her in the kitchen like at two o'clock in the morning watching Godzilla movies or Kung Fu movies. Nice. Um, she was like she just had a wide breadth of films that she enjoyed. She her favorite monster of all time is uh is Gamera. That's her favorite monster. It's legit. Your yeah. mom's legit. Yeah, my mom's pretty legit. So <laughs> so having that like having my mom be super cool with us renting Blood Diner and like whatever movies. She was whatever. It was so cool.
0: it was just kinda hereditary. Yeah, well, it was almost hereditary.
2: It was in the blood. So and the fact that me and my twin brother I mean, I still remember running into uh we had this uh, store called Thrifties back in the day and nice. uh, Running straight to the Thrifties magazine section to look at the newest episode of Fangora and just being like, dude, look it out, check it out. Wow,
1: that's pretty cool. It's so funny too, because, like, you, uh, well, I mean, we grew up kind of, you were on the East Coast. Mm -hmm. I grew up in the East Coast. Um, I was just saying last week that my dad was my huge horror influence for me. I remember doing the same thing, like running to, we had a place, a little mom and pop shop called DNR Video. I pretty much lived there. It was within biking distance from my house. So like those poor people there, like I think they actually got a (laughs) good deal out of it because they just let me like put away videos all day and then I get like to rent one for free. But same thing, pizza and a movie on a a Friday night, go pick one out. Uh, Yeah, my dad was always staying up late watching like horror movies as well. And I would always, always, we had this like mom and pop like card shop they had magazines in there and uh, my mom would go like shopping they'd have like little precious moments and i'm over there like on the floor like pulling out the fangorian magazine like it yeah it's influential
0: that's crazy well that's awesome so what was the name so what was the name of your store the, the rental store it's called dnr video and yours
2: i we so the place I went to when I was a kid, which the first one we went to, ended up closing down. Oh. The uh, man and woman who owned it actually got uh, like went through an ugly divorce, oh. uh, and so they sold it. And then it just be, it was uh, I think it was Redlands Redlands Video or okay. Redlands. I remember like being something like High Spot or High Top Video, It had a weird name, but gotcha. yeah, it it's very boring. Well, I appreciate that story, James. Yeah, sure. Thank you so much. So now we'll get
0: into the meat and potatoes here. Uh, who decided? Well, one of y'all decided on that one. On I, said, the topic. I would go
1: first. Well, no, no, as far oh. as
0: on the topic. Who decided the topic oh. or, or the top ten list? Well, I
1: think we had talked about uh, top ten, uh, like, most obscure horror directors.
2: <laughs> I, well, yeah, I, I went real niche with it. I said it, the it, most it, underrated I, horror so, directors. I, I love you,
0: James, but that is, like, the most, like, pretentious. <laughs> well, <laughs> and,
2: and we probably it wasn't obscure. It, <laughs> was, it was underrated because und, I felt like und, there und- were underrated.
0: guys. No, no, no. Yeah, no, we're, sorry, no we're doing underrated today, but, like, you're like, let's do... Ten top ten gory directors of all time. Yeah.
2: And I think we could have had
1: a good conversation, but I think I know. So I, I, I think y'all could too. But no would one would like, know what y'all are talking like, about unless we said <laughs> Jordan Peele or John Carpenter or George Romero. Yeah. Probably the rest would have probably been lost.
2: Dude, so. I'm already bored, even just like you know <laughs> thinking about talking about. I mean, I love all those guys, but you know, like you know, what's that's that's the so, <laughs> I think John. I love John, John. One of John Carpenter's movies is on my list, but I think John Carpenter it has is. enough. Episodes of podcasts yeah. devoted to him. So. that's true. So I that's, that's why you're here though. That's exactly <laughs> that's, that's why you're right.
0: here because th- that's those are my lists. You know, I'm the typical average guy. And that's why I have this horror thing added because I want to learn so much more about it. It's actually
1: inspired me to watch more horror movies. That's good. That's good. Well everybody so, needs more horror in their life. Exactly.
2: Whatever we can do to help that's, the cause. Sorry, so. if we
1: could help you escape a killer in the woods or get out of the truck of a car, like everybody, then we've, we've done it yeah. we've done our job. A hundred percent. So, we'll, yeah, we'll go and kick it off. Uh, You said you were going I first. Said yeah? I said I would go first.
0: All right. So, oh, yeah. So we're doing top ten underrated horror movies. Yes. Underrated. Underrated. Yes. Is there... Do, do you have, like, a night before... I'm sorry. I know we keep, like, pushing it back. Like, what's your idea of underrated to you? Jay, James? Well,
2: even before we were recording this episode, we were discussing... To me, because that was my thing. My discussion was, like, well, who is this underrated to? Yeah. Was it underrated to the average... Joe, cinema goer, who you know, whose exposure to horror is just sort of you know, things that you know everybody knows, things right. like you know the the Scream and the Saws and stuff. Yeah. Which I feel like you know, I feel like that that conversation is probably a little. T- it, you could go forever with that. So I went right. a little more specific, which was I, I tried to make it underrated even amongst more what people who would consider themselves horror aficionados yeah, sure. films that I think like the. The subculture should embrace more. So,
0: and you, Derek, did uh, do you so, agree
1: with that? So yeah, I, I totally respect that. <laughs> I went with things that, to me, I think, I feel that they're underrated. Maybe not in the horror community. I'll say that. I think sometimes my opinion can vary a little bit because uh, I do f- kind of fluctuate to the mainstream. Yeah. Uh, sometimes, but there are sometimes there. I think there are some mainstream movies that kind of get glossed over. Um. So I have some of those on my list. I hope I have some good ones on there that.
2: Let me also just James, clarify. But, uh, I am not a. Uh, I mean, I'm not against mainstream horror at all. I love such a snob, James. I love, you know, I collect Nightmare on Elm Street and Friday the Thirteenth memorabilia. He's not. If James that's not it. mainstream horror, I don't know what is. is true.
1: So, James is that's awesome.
2: True. Yeah, and so I'm just picking
1: on you. It's fine. I'm used to it. It's fine. I have my list, but did you? No, I, I, I have them both. Okay, I have them both right. too. So, because
2: I, I know it's on it, but I can't. Okay, well, I'm
1: gonna let you go. Th- call off the. list. Oh, okay. Then. Yeah. Okay. Um, I know what my number 10 is, so I can just kind of yeah. just jump right into that. Okay. If you, if you want to go off your number 10, then, yeah, then so that's My, that's my totally number 10 um, is Dead Alive. That's uh, one of the all-time greats. So it, it is an all-time great. For me, I considered it um, underrated because I, I think, number one, it is underrated uh, as far as zombie movies go. To your point, we were talking about like George Romero and, you know, the Day of the Dead, uh, you know, Night of the Living Dead uh, series. I think those kind of get overshadowed, but Peter Jackson is fucking phenomenal. Absolutely. Um, some of the best one-liners in that movie, great gore effects. I mean, it, it has it all.
2: Um, I would actually go on... I would be safe to say I actually consider it a perfect film. It's one of the rare perfect films. It works on so many levels. I remember seeing the box cover at the video store when
1: I was a kid, and I had no idea what it was about, um, because the box cover doesn't really, like... It was the one that has the woman's face with her mouth open and there's, like, the, like, the, yeah, yeah. in the mouth. Yeah. In the mouth. Um, and I'm, like, I have no idea what this is. Like, it, it, I don't know if I want to watch it or not. Um, and I happened to pick it up one day just because there's nothing else there. And I was so glad I did because it was, for, like, forever changing for me. Um, it was just one of, yeah, I agree with you. It is, like, for me, like, probably one of the most perfect, like, horror movies there are. Yeah. Interesting. Do you remember your number 10?
2: Well, I didn't really put them in, because for me, I, I can't, It's I have a hard time quantifying. Well,
0: well, 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 okay, that's fine. Well, I can say what number 10 was, and is that, is that okay with you? Or, yeah, absolutely. Or do you yeah. have your list, or, or? No, I mean, I, I, oh, I assumed okay. you
2: would have it, so. I do have it. <laughs> I,
0: I can't it. So, number 10, okay, so when I went to watch this trailer, I had no idea what it was about. Uh, it's the addiction. Oh. <laughs> oh.
2: That is such a good movie though. Yeah. The addiction. I actually had just I hadn't probably watched it since the late nineties and I actually rewatched it maybe two months ago.
0: Is it about vampires? It is. Yes.
2: It is. Yes. It is. <laughs> so the premise is it takes it takes sort of the theme of addiction, uh-huh. drug addiction and what have you, but places in the world where there is van but it's one of those films that like you it it. You just have to watch it and it works, but trying to explain it doesn't really... Gotcha. Perfect for a podcast. So. <laughs> um, I, yeah, I, I never watched it.
1: I uh, took this vampire literature class when I was in college, and we'd read a read a book or story, and then we'd watch a movie, and they had the addiction in there. I had this great, amazing teacher, Wendy Haley, um, top teacher I've ever had, and uh, it, she played it. It was a great movie.
2: It's a great movie. Uh, first off, Lily Taylor, who I think is one of the most underrated actresses of all time, especially mm-hmm. of the 90s. Um, she gives an amazing performance. Um, Abel Farrar, Alana? Ferrar, Ferrer? Ferrar, Whatever. Come Abel, up. the director is just in this notorious, like, nutcase. Mm-hmm. But he managed to make this very, like, beautiful, dark, haunting movie, basically, where, you know, this young girl's in college, she... Um, it's, you know, really, you know, obsessed with, um, you know, social, social justice causes. It's like, you know, she's worried about, you know, starving kids in Africa, but she kind of like, she's trying to, you know, she's very interested in being altruistic, but then she ends up meeting this woman who they don't, they don't say vampire in the movie. It just, there's this disease. Once you have this disease though, you, you have, you become explosively violent and, but it's just this phenomenal movie. It's shot in all black and white and works. And then the thing—I mean, she's amazing. The, the cast is really strong. It's beautifully shot. It's—it's it's weirdly erotic, but—but but not heavy-handed erotic. But um, it's actually—I think he's only in it for like I think ten minutes. But Christopher Walken's in the movie. Yeah, that, and that's how I was trying is, to remember. Yeah, it's the best. I, when I rewatched it, I actually had to rewatch it again and then fast forward to his section because I was shocked at how great the performance is. It's so creepy and so intense, and I, it's weird that nobody ever talks about it. And he, and he doesn't say, Need more Cowbell. Yeah, <laughs> unfortunately, <laughs> either.
0: Oh, cool. Yeah. All right. It's probably one of the two. Tr- I got to say, and, it's, and I'm just saying, your list was m- far more sick that's a good thing then i mean in the, the most positive i was like i gotta watch these fucking movies like yeah, jesus yeah. i
2: chose a couple doozies yeah
0: <laughs> but the one we were talking about before we started oh y'all were talking about before we were recording is yeah. your number nine do you remember what it was no 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 no. if you don't I, remember i, I can I, tell I,
1: you i don't I what was my number nine? it was, it was trick-or-treat trick-or-treat all right <laughs> so um uh, Number one, I think it's just a great anthology series. Um, yes, it's <laughs> to our conversation beforehand. It's way more mainstream now than when I initially watched it. We were joking around that it could be either the Trick or Treat anthology or the Gene Simmons uh, Trick or Treat movie, which is also equally awesome as well. Uh, but I have to say, for me, like, yeah, it just the idea behind it. It's got some, I think, funny storylines. Um just love that Katie eats too much chocolate in that movie. It's like whatever happened to Augusta Gloop if he got murdered.
0: Um, so, so, so I mean, I mean, do you think this is more like mainstream now to horror fans, or do you think it's like to, to maybe uh, to like the general movie
2: goer? So my my brother in law loves the movie, and he doesn't watch horror movies at all. And, okay, so no, no. I think Point. if
1: you're, yeah, I definitely think to mainstream horror fans, people know the movie. Yeah, I think even if you don't like horror if you hear about it and watch it, you like it. It's not one of those movies that, like, you could be not a huge horror fan. I think you'd still appreciate it. I don't know if you would know to go to look for it. Um, right. Unless you see, to James's point, <laughs> the Pop Funko at Hot Topic or um, the, the Halloween decorations. Well,
2: the film has done the almost impossible, which is creating um, an, a, a new iconic like horror icon, you know? Like a, a brand-new Freddy, like a brand-new Jason. Like, yeah. Uh, Sam, the the you know who's not he sort of weaves through the story. is yeah. uh, a there. modern day horror icon. Like that's, he is. Yeah. People love that character, and yeah. I love the character. I, I like yeah. th- the design of the character works really well. He's adorable. He's adorably <laughs> he's scary. Adorable. Yeah. He's yeah. It works. Oh so,
0: well, yeah. good. Yeah. No, that's. I thought that was funny that you said it, and, <laughs> and, it, and I was like, that's you son of a bitch. <laughs> 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 I see how this podcast is gonna go. <laughs> <laughs>
1: It's gonna be just
0: every just every
1: time it's your turn, just James, making fun of you? Yeah, probably.
0: <laughs> I'll no, <laughs> I I will wait not. till you get
1: to my number eight.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I, okay, yeah. So uh, on number nine, James, you had society.
1: Oh, uh, so we that was on the on a previous podcast we did. Yeah, um, yeah, I love society.
2: Yeah, it's. Uh, I think. Um, I mean, I like body horror movies. I think like it. It is the grossest body horror movie um, of all time, which I think is a huge award. I think that's a pretty big big accomplishment. Um, I think I've, Anus Face is pretty, like... <laughs> it's, uh, you know, it's you it's don't a, see it in a lot of films. What's the line? I really am a butthead, <laughs> you know?
0: <laughs> it reminded me of They Live, but with, like, more, like, weird... Just from the trailer. I was like, is this They Live, but with funny, like, faces and hand, and hand it's, faces? It's one
2: of those movies that, like, it shouldn't work. But it it absolutely does, and the director Brian Yunza. Yunza? Yeah. I, again, I I'm suddenly really insecure about how I pronounce these directors' <laughs> names, but um you know he he actually crafted a really good movie. Like mm-hmm. the all the lead up until I mean the end the, the the climax of the movie is what most people remember it for. But it does it's it's actually a really well made film. It it's it's. You know, it, you sort of feel the main character's paranoia. Yeah. You feel like the you know that society's out to get you. You definitely feel like yourself in the in the uh, main character's shoes, and then of course it just ends in the craziest yeah. mutant orgy of all time. So. Yeah,
1: I mean it, it's also such a great <laughs> metaphor for like class systems, the class in, and that Time, I mean, because yep. you know we're talking about the the eighties, absolutely, whereas like the. You know capitalism at its finest. Yeah, um, right. Definitely a huge class
2: divide. trickle so. down economics and uh, lifestyles of the rich and famous, and yeah, uh, it was, and, and
1: it was all front and center in this movie with a man whose face is coming out of an anus. Yeah. like at the same time, anus face. Anus face.
0: Yeah, that's the one we got to put on the list yeah. to see. Yeah. All right, anus face. Anus face. <laughs> <laughs> so, J. Uh, Derek yours, uh number eight is one actually I really wanted to see. I've I've never heard of it most of the Dallas movies. Have yeah. been, uh was uh The Collector.
1: Yeah. I, I really and I will say I, I will put the collection on this list as well. Um it is uh, such a great movie. Now you talk about like Saw and right. <clears throat> um kind of the, the traps that Jigsaw creates, but this guy just takes it to like a whole nother level. And it's to me it's believable that this guy would actually do this. You know, like, Jigsaw, eh. Like, I mean, take it with a grain of salt. It was what it was, um, yeah. it, it was what it is. Still like Saw. I think the first one's still a great yeah, setting for at the sure. end. Um, but yeah, the, I just, and the anti-hero, um, O'Brien is just, that's, that's the character's name, It's um, just a great anti-hero. Like, he is just, he's kind of a thug, you know? Um, and he gets his ass handed to him. Um and just I love the fact they're coming up with a third one. Um, it's got uh, Tom Atkins in it. I'm super excited about it. They also I think it started filming already. Um, and I love when movies bring back like main characters into like the other sequels. They don't kill them off five minutes into it. And the collection too, like basically kind of kicks off where the last one left off. Includes like the main character or a couple of the main characters. And then it takes you to a whole nother level. And then the third one will have the main characters from the first and the second one. So I think it's just kind of a cool concept. If you haven't watched it, it's it's really neat. He's just a creepy guy. The mask is creepy, too.
0: Gotcha. Cool. Well, uh, then we'll move right along to number uh,
2: James' number seven.
0: I think it's a John Carpenter movie. Prince of Darkness.
2: Prince of Darkness. <laughs> that actually probably would have, if I had put him in order of, you know, you know, least to most underappreciated, the film I think is the most underappreciated film, gotcha. I w- it probably would have been number one. I think it actually might be my favorite John Carpenter movie, which I know for a lot of fans is would almost be sacrilegious. But the movie, I remember the first time I saw it, I was actually, it it, it was maybe like 10 years. It wasn't even, it wasn't like, a movie I grew up with. Gotcha. It was sort of, I remember seeing the ads for it with like Alice Cooper, but I didn't see it. May- oh, good Lord. It may- it, maybe it was longer than 10 years ago, but <laughs> I was just truly like shocked at how good it was it were i mean first off everybody knows carpenter scores are amazing but i think that's my favorite score of all time um i think it has like including some like rock elements more than just the synth elements um i could talk about this score all day but um but yeah the the, just the concept of explaining like the devil and evil with like theoretical physics is an interesting concept alone so it's sort of saying like hey like you know, there's things in theoretical physics that we can't explain, and then, you know, one of those things might be the uh, presence of evil, the the devil itself, or whatever. Um, but just it's it's a, it's a creepy movie. The the all the actors are really good, even the, the two main leads who aren't well known actors. Um, the fact that Egg Chen from um, uh, Big Trouble in China plays a physics teacher is yep. amazing. Uh, that's Donald Pleasance there as Wait. well,
0: right? Is that the is that the Grandpa from Three Ninjas? Yes. Yes. <laughs> yep.
2: you actually a very egg-chen facial hair yeah. right now. No, saying, yeah. no thanks. Yeah. Yeah. Um,
1: yeah, great movie. Uh, he was also, I believe, in uh, Tremors as well, which yeah. we talked about. Um, I took. I, I he made my, came
2: up with Graboids. Graboids, so, yeah. yeah.
1: Um, I made my grandmother take me to this movie when I was a kid. Um, and she literally walked out and made me sit there by myself. And it was an awesome movie. And I agree with you, like, wholeheartedly. I'd probably say two John Carver movies that, like, I would say three, for me, that are kind of neck and neck with each other are *Prince of Darkness*, *Halloween*, the first one, yeah, and uh, *The Thing*.
2: Yeah, I mean, *The Thing* is iconic. I think that m- most people, like, people who would be consider themselves John Carver fans, might say *The Thing* would be the most. Do you think that's his most beloved? Uh,
1: I would think so, just visually. I mean, I,
2: no, that's probably the. It's probably Halloween. I mean, like, it's John Carpenter. It's hard yeah. to say. Probably Halloween. I mean, Halloween's one of the most. He's some good films. ones
1: though, but I would say they they rank they tie for different reasons. Yes. Yeah, exactly. For number one for me, for so sure. yeah, yeah I absolutely.
0: I agree with that one hundred percent. It was a really good trailer.
1: <laughs> it was one of like definitely a,
0: check it out. Yeah, no, for sure. Uh, that definitely. And then moving on to oh, Yo's Derek's. Uh,
1: um, I like trap movies. <laughs> I like movies where people get <laughs> trapped. Um, and, well, so then you know what it is. Already. Yeah. I'm, I know what it is. It, it's The Escape Room. And so it's a, it's a recent movie. Um, kind of came out a little like wedged in between other movies. Uh, I thought it was really well done. Um, some people kind of crapped on it because it's like, they're like, oh, it's just like Saw. But I really thought it was very done intelligently. Uh, I like the characters. They all had great tie-ins with each other. Like, Ryan. It's not like, you know, and it and it was smart. I guess that's what I really appreciated about it. But I thought it was kind of like, it kind of flew under the radar. And it made enough to like, where it gained some popularity, enough to like helm like a sequel, which I'm excited about, um, to take it to the next level. But it's kind of a little bit of like, horror conspiracy theory type like to James's point about society, it's kinda of like there's a sense of paranoia in there. I really personally liked it a
2: lot. I so. actually just watched it for the first time three nights ago and I actually really enjoyed it. I think for those Bloomhouse releases, like, they're kinda of hit or miss. I think like they're trying to do something with horror, but I'm always like a little like skeptical. Um not skeptical, but like this could go either way. Right. Um, you, you don't know,
0: have any expectations yeah. as far your your expectations are pretty
2: low. But you know they're producing you know pretty pretty well produced tour films and I'm on board with that but I was actually yeah I was shocked I, I really thought it w- the traps themselves were really intelligent yeah. um they made characters that were actually pretty compelling like you wanted to sort of hear about and they usually a lot of great actors from different things but um yeah I was actually pretty shocked I thought like at the end of it you know no you know to me actually it's I would say it's it's far more believable than saw yeah because you know the whole idea that rich people are doing evil things yeah. for entertainment, is I, and, and it just sets it up so well. Like you don't
1: want to see a franchise like burn out, like in sequel mode, like go out on top. But I mean, even just some of the explanation at the end. I don't want to give away spoilers, but they just mm-hmm. talk about like this is not their first go no. at like setting these things up, and they have a variety of different people that have gone through like athletes and savants yeah. and um, you know working class guys. It's just kind of funny to to think that. There's been so many other iterations, like what do those look like? Yeah. And
2: the set pieces themselves, like the rooms that they had to go to, were really well conceived and like you know, you sit there you you start to feel panic because, you know, you put yourself in the character's shoes, like what what would I do in this situation? It's pretty 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 smart. But yeah, they I even mean, I mean into
1: it with it thinking it's a game too, which is like, you yeah. know, people pay to go to escape. Exactly. Farms. It's just kind of an interesting concept of like how do you like it's got to kill people off right away, right? Because people don't believe that it's a real thing. Yeah.
0: Yeah, the trailer looked good, too. (laughs) That's all I'm pretty much going to say every time. (laughs) No, but something into believable, to not so much believable, but still good, one that I am aware of, is the 88 blob.
2: Yes, yeah. My favorite blob movie of all
1: time. Yeah. I'm saying that right now.
2: I mean, I think it's the scariest movie ever made just because of Kevin Dillon's face in that movie. (laughs) Um, (laughs) It's like like a 40 year old man. Dude, he's so—he might mullet. be the ugliest person in the movie, <laughs> not named Clint Howard, and that says a lot. <laughs> I know. Um, I every time and his hair—it's but it's the movie. Um, so the movie, Shawnee Smith from uh, from the Saw series and many others. Exactly, um, but he—it's um, one of those those films where. Uh, Whenever people say, like, remakes suck or, like, sequels, it's like, no, man. The Blob proved, like, they took a relatively ridiculous concept, uh, which was actually my mom's favorite horror movie of all time, is the original Blob, by the way. Um, but they take a ridiculous concept, and they managed to make sequences in it, which still creep me out. That sync, sync sequence Oh yeah. is one of the most violent, like, just... I love that. It's, it, whenever people say, where are you some of your favorite sequences in horror movies, that sequence is one of the first things that pops in my Watch mind. Watching
1: a full grown man get pulled down a drain. Drained. A drain. Yeah. Um, I also love the movie theater um, yep. scene as well. Having been an avid moviegoer yeah. as, as a kid, it definitely, and I saw that movie in the theaters, it made me look up like, oh, crap, it's a blob in here. Yep. Um, <laughs> it also snatches people that talk in the movie um, as well. Which is great. Um,
2: yeah, I, I love... That's funny that you say that because I've always loved horror movies that either have scenes or full-on... Like the movie Demons, yeah. which is one of my... I almost made this list, but I feel like it's become pretty well-known. But that movie freaked... I used... When I first watched it, I it freaked me out because I could... You know, I love being in a theater... But the idea of like the monsters are in the theater is just a. I mean, it's just a smart concept yeah. for directors to do, anyways. But right then and there, yeah, because yeah, you're, yeah, you <laughs> you're put, there. You have and, I, and, I, the and I
1: like the 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 young kid actor. He was yes. in uh, Return of the Living Dead. Yes, to, I love uh, Michael Kensworthy yeah. Um, and then the other kid as well. Um, who I was super surprised. Spoiler alert! They killed him. Um, <laughs> usually, you don't see that very often in eighties yep. movies where they'll like be willing to like. You know kill a young kid, yeah. but that blob eats the
2: fuck out of him, yeah.
1: like and spits him back. Ah! Yeah, oh um, man, that it was that scene, like, also like was one that made me jump.
2: I think I'm gonna re watch that tonight because I'm gonna just yeah, I may run. have to do that too. I may yeah. have, to, have to go home. We're gonna watch some. Well, that's watch the point the of this to so get
0: need. excited about it, yeah. exactly. So, I'm glad that that sparked it. Yep. And so, then moving
1: on to your number six, yeah, my number six is uh, is also one that is pr- a fairly recent but I just really loved it. Um, Steven Yoon from The Walking Dead's in it. Um, it's called Mayhem. I have not seen this film. So, it, it, it's almost like... Uh, it's so... It's so good. Yeah. So, A, having... Oh, wait. Worked in an office. I did see it.
2: This is the one where, yeah, he works in an office yeah. with the blonde girl. Yep. Yeah. yeah. Samara We're Weaving, uh, on, uh,
1: my my favorite final girl of all time. <laughs> um, I adore her. Um... Yeah, they're in the movie together. The idea of like having worked for like a big corporate. Any, I worked for an insurance company, so um, you know, kind of everybody who's worked in an office can kind of see kind of sometimes some cutthroat behavior, Um, and then have that awful display because these people get this this virus. It only lasts like 24 hours, but it, it like makes your it full force, right? Like, whatever you want to do, you're going to do it. And include violent <laughs> rages. So, it's just people in the office, like, Battle Royale style, beating the shit out of each other. And this guy was just trying to go to, like, the top floor to, like, get his boss because his boss screwed him over. And I was like... It's like a video game almost. Yeah, it pretty much. Like... Yeah, I mean, leveling up yeah. uh, pretty much. So, um, such a great movie. It was kind of a hidden gem. Uh, I saw it previewed. It was on Vudu. Like, a week later, I rented it. I just watched it literally last week again. Um, (laughs) Just a great movie. I want to say there's actually a Japanese version
0: of that, too, that actually started off from that that, that concept from... You had to, like, make your way up,
1: you know...
2: Well, I mean, thematically, it's very much like The The Raid. raid. Yeah, Yeah, which is one of... My favorite movies, yes. like of the all, last twenty all, years, also but, a
1: great movie as well. You know? um, yeah, it kind of had a little bit of the raid, a little bit of twenty, but with a sense of humor. Yeah, <laughs> uh, yeah, Battle Royale, the raid, and a little bit of like 28 days later. Yeah. Um, oh yeah. Sprinkled yeah. in yeah. there uh, with the kind of the, the bloodshot eye. Um, oh, that one eye. The, yeah, the one <laughs> eye, but it, it was yeah, it was just great. Um, I definitely highly recommend watching it. It's yeah, really good. Yeah, Especially really if you work good. in an office. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> you know, who would I take
0: out first? <laughs> <laughs> just kidding. Who needs to go? We are kidding. Just kidding. Anyway. So moving on to James's number five, you picked From Beyond.
2: Yes. Oh, great movie. Yes. Uh, I feel like uh, to this day I don't understand. like I know like I'm a huge Reanimator fan too, who isn't. If you don't like Reanimator then like we can't be friends. Uh, but
1: another uh, uh, Yunza, I'm I going to mispronounce his name
2: too. Brian Yunza. Brian Yunza uh, film. Yeah, he he. So uh, Stuart Gordon directed it, of course, but Brian Yunza wrote the script. But it definitely feels like the sister to the. Re- I mean, I mean, not only because it just has uh, one of my favorite. Uh, 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 um, I don't want to say he's a B actor. Uh, <laughs> he's more than that, but. Uh, He's a highbrow, B actor,
0: non-mainstream actor.
2: Yeah, um, and now all of a sudden, I'm saying it. And I'm blanking on his name because as I get older, the part of my brain that has people's names. Um, um, good lord! Uh, uh, he's a gentleman too. I've met him. He's a very sweet man. Um, why am You're I looking bl- it up? This is embarrassing. It was Mayhem right? No, no. Wait, what movie? From Beyond. From Beyond. <laughs> Stuart, I mean, no, um, Jeff. Can, can you beat me? Combs, Jeffrey Combs. Oh, from the Reanimator. Yeah. Yes. I don't know why I blanked on that so hard. He's amazing. Anyways, uh, yes. So, but it is. It's very much like Reanimator in, in like, theme. Definitely, you can tell Stuart Gordon's got, you know.
1: It's got a. also a Ken Forey. And as I say, and, uh, well, that's my point. It's and, and Barbara Crampton. Robert Crampton
2: and Ken Forey. Yep. Ken Forey playing a character named Bubba. <laughs> Bubba Brownlee? <laughs> <laughs> which is <laughs> uh, yes Bubba Brownlee <laughs> which might be the most racist name in cinema history but, yeah, but he's right great in it, it. Um, the cast is amazing it is bat shit crazy from start to finish the whole movie is insane uh, I remember though even as a kid I still think the original box art is my favorite It it's so weird and creepy it where where Ted Sorrell's face is like it's just insane but if you've never seen it, it's hilariously weird, and it's it's weirdly sexual, which a lot of Stuart Gordon stuff is very sexualized. Yeah, if you've
1: ever seen the reanimator, uh, you'll know.
2: <laughs> yeah, exactly. You'll know. Um, Barbara Crampton in the S&M outfit, though, is, you know... It's worth <laughs> doesn't hurt the film. Doesn't so hurt. It doesn't hurt the film <laughs> yeah. um, at all. But it's just, it's one of those films where, like... I'll forget how much I love the movie, and then the second I put it on, I'm like, "Oh yes, I love this movie." That's why. Yeah, it's just it's bananas. It's it's gross and weird and bizarre and funny and yeah, Every, it's, it's a good time. Everything that makes it. I don't understand how good. it's not more popular. And that's why I make the list, folks. <laughs>
1: <laughs> and then going to number five for you, Derek. Why is Bloodfest? Also, a hidden gem uh, is a Rooster Teeth. That's what I. Uh, yeah, okay, yeah. A horror movie, very very meta, um, but funny. Um, has some good actors in it. Uh, really makes fun of like the horror genre. The whole concept is um, this kid who, or teenager, I guess whatever you want to call them, they're all kids to me. Um, <laughs> goes to this, this like horror convention. It's called Bloodfest. Has this big director in there, guest appearance by, Z- guest appearance by Zachary Levi, which is hilarious. Um, his dad is abjectly against horror movies, like cuss of his past. He finds a way to go anyways, and come to find out, like, within the festival themselves, like, people start really dying because they're making a real horror movie. Um, they have to get through the different parts, kind of very much like video game style as well. Get to the different right. parts of the park to get out. Um, it's got... Uh, the guy who played Ned from uh, the recent Spider-Man movie, um, who also, uh, Jacob, and I'm going to forget his last name. Uh, absolutely hilarious, kind of like side character. Um, just totally funny. If you want something that's going to make fun of the horror genre, we'll still appreciate it at the same time. Um, that's definitely the movie. Definitely. I've watched it a few times. I think it's on Showtime. Um, I
2: will have to watch this. I have not seen this, but yep. it sounds...
1: We, we have it.
0: All- I, 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 uh, I immediately was like... Skeptical as soon as I saw Rooster Teeth because like when I think Rooster Teeth I think Red versus Blue, yep. you know like the the Halo Halo Oops. shows they made on YouTube. So but when I saw the finish the trailer, I was actually like I was like wow I'm I'm impressed. Um, something about when they use like the the, the high tech cameras though on a horror movie too. Uh, me not being a, a horror buff or anything like that, it still turns me off though. You know what I mean? But uh, it, it still caught my attention and everything like that. So definitely. As a non-horror expert, unlike y'all, a movie I definitely would want to check out.
1: I think they're just some fun movies that, like, they don't have to be anything other than fun. Yeah. It's like, it's like you're not watching Die Hard for the for the subtext, you know yeah. what I mean? Like, and yeah. this is just a movie that I can, like, I found it by random, read about it, watched it, like, enjoyed it so much that, like, I can just play it while doing other stuff in my house and like, sure. still have a fond appreciation for it. It, look, it looked really
0: good, yeah. Yeah. Definitely uh and then moving on to number 4 for
2: James uh, as above so below so this was a movie i came i watched in the theater by myself i think there was maybe two other people in the theater actually when i saw it but i walked out and i was like this is one of those movies i'm afraid to tell people i like because i feel like you probably could pick it apart i think like knowing at the time like you know a lot of my friends like if it's a found footage horror movie, it just sucks. Regardless of the merits of the film itself, if it's not this a found is The catacomb footage, ones? Yes. Okay. So, yeah. But I walked out of it, and I was genuinely creeped out. And that never happens. I never get genuinely creeped out by a mm. film. But I walked out, and like, there's so many elements in it, I think, that work. Uh, yeah, so the basic concept is, you know, um, these uh, tourists are in... Um, the London or the, the uh, Paris catacombs and there's evil in the Paris catacombs. Um, that's the quickest explanation. <laughs> uh, um, but yeah, like it's, there's visually, there's a lot of weird, crazy things that happen in it. This, you get disoriented really easy. Um, There's just, like, there's just something so genuinely creepy about it. And then you've shot a lot in the actual real Paris Catacombs, and um, it feels very, very much uh, um, like its own thing. Like, Mm -hmm. I mean, I know it's based I think it was based off of a YouTube video. Like, I think the writer saw this YouTube video about somebody who was lost in the Paris Catacombs and was the inspiration. But the movie itself is just so its own thing. Like, it, you know, it's, there's a lot of, uh, what-the-fuck-is-happening kind of moments right. in the film, um, which I appreciate.
1: It's Visually, it's claustrophobic, too. Very um, claustrophobic, I'm saying, yeah. So, like, it reminded me a lot, like, in regards to visual style of, like, the descent. Like, anything where you're, like, trapped in a confined space or, like, can't find your way out of that, like, even if you're not scared by the movie itself, like, if you're not somebody who likes that, it's gonna freak you out to some degree. Yeah, you know? Like absolutely. That, to me, is, like, watch movies like that makes me cringe a little bit. Just solely for the fact that I don't like being wedged into, t- into tight spaces, uh, and that would definitely do it for me. Yeah, so.
2: I think, and, and the other thing I really like about it is that it has its own mythology, and it also you start to feel like uh, like you've. It's one of those films where like the protagonist can't tell what's real and what's like like uh, maybe a hallucination or if it's really happening. Um, I don't know. There's this movie. Um, I also really enjoyed. Almost maybe made this list. Uh, room 14... Oh, good lord. Oh, wait. 1408, yeah. With, uh, with, uh, with uh, John Cusack. John Cusack and and, and, and... and ain't no fucking ghost in this hotel, <laughs> <with> Samuel Jackson. <laughs> <laughs> and again, that movie... I Again, I, I like that movie a lot. People said... It, a lot of my friends were like, really? And I was like, dude, that movie's genuinely fucking creepy. Yeah. Like, yeah. And again, the whole concept of like, you know, putting yourself in the protagonist's shoes and like you don't know what's real, what's really happening, you feel like you're going crazy. Um, I just think that I, that always you know works for me um if done right but yeah it's just like it's it's this weird little movie that i felt like i was gonna hate and i walked out and i was i one of those films like i was at home four hours later still thinking about sequences in that movie but, but can we
0: be can we be honest and say when that first thing happened in that movie like, hey, my idea is to turn back and not to say, "No, we can't turn back. We got to keep going."
2: That's yeah. Like, if, that's if, like
0: the if, only if thing. If like, smart
1: people did that, there would be no the, such thing as horror, horror movies. movies exactly. Like, we, <laughs> can we go into the city? Yeah. No, let's go to the cabin in the woods. That sounds like a really great time. No, it doesn't. There's no electricity. It's a porter potty outhouse. Like, there's nothing to do. Yeah, but there's like, like five people, and this little this little girl's leading the pack, and, yeah. and they are like, "No, we got to keep going."
0: Oh, okay. I guess. <laughs> yeah, I mean that's a, that no. was that was the only thing that I had with. But I mean, like, that's the
2: thing is that, like that. Was, I feel like that's actually what kids. You, you forget there's Russian kids hanging off 60, 60 story like buildings, hanging off like like a cable. That's you know what I'm saying. Like yeah. people are stupid. Is what I'm saying. Like <laughs> yeah, that's super yeah. real. I I just read a story like
1: tragically enough. I, I hope the woman's okay, but uh, she's like a med student who, like, fell, like, seven stories because she was doing yoga on, like, the ledge on her balcony. And I'm like, you're going to school to study medicine. You're, like, a doctor. Like, (laughs) how do you not know that's a bad idea? (laughs) Like, so, to Jesus' point, like, sometimes art imitates life. Life, and, And sometimes people are just... I just want to say, you dumb. Yeah, <laughs> real dumb. As I like to say,
2: people hella dumb.
1: Yeah, hella people dumb. Yes.
2: hella dumb. Not even just dumb. Gems. Hella dumb. Hella dumb. All right.
0: Well, uh, this next one has my one of my favorite soundtracks. I'm not even kidding. It has like, uh, Pantera. Has Rollins band. Has Ministry. Yeah, amazing, oh, I, amazing, <laughs> sound,
1: amazing soundtrack. Great movie. It is uh, Tales from the Crypt: Demon Night. Yep. Um, by far, I loved Tales from the Crypt. Yeah. Just a great series overall. Um, I just really wish they would bring it back with the Crypt Keeper. It would be awesome. Um, that being said, there's my plug for anybody listening of importance. Bring it back, thanks guys. Um, however, Happy we're getting Creep Show though. Yeah, getting a Creep Show. Yeah, Creepshow. I'm excited about that one as yeah. well. Uh, get your shutter, people. Creep Show coming on like 25th, I think, yeah. or 26th, around there. Um, this is such a great movie. Um, I really quick funny story about this. So uh, I, I grew up. Um, uh, with a lot of friends whose like families went to church with my mom, and every Sunday night we would hang out and went to my friend friend's house, and I was trying to justify picking this movie <laughs> this movie out. <laughs> and anybody who's seen the movie knows that like in the very end they use this the blood of Christ in this vial to like defeat everybody. And I was like, hey. That's got religious overtones to it. This should be okay for a church fairing house. And I brought it over, and we started watching it, and it was like a hard, like, hell no. I had to run out and, like, return the video and, like, read the Brady Bunch movie um, for my friend. This is D, if you're listening, like, sorry. Um, <laughs> it was all me. Um, I still get harassed about it to this day, but um, it was just such a solid movie. Good actors, great soundtrack. Jada Pinkett, one of my probably my all time favorite Billy Zane. I was uh, just about to say that <laughs> Billy Zane uh, appearances, and they left it so wide open at the end too. Like I always kind of wondered where those characters ended up. Um, I really felt like they should have done like a, a sequel to this movie, and I would have totally watched it. I think Billy Zane's always underrated for anything. Uh, <laughs> my
2: friend just met Billy Zane, and I was shocked that he had hair. So, I was like, I thought he had a full head of hair. I was like. I I've
0: only seen Billy Zane with hair once in Inta- yeah, Titanic. Yeah,
2: I thought it was like wigs. I, I thought he was legit. Like, I who know. shaves their head if they're not? Anyways, weird. That's a weird... Uh, fun fact of the fun, day. Fun Billy, Zane Billy Zane has hair. Uh, fun fact, even, I used to get Billy
1: Zane and Peter King mixed up. <laughs> okay. Um, I always thought, like, why is Billy Zane on MTV? <laughs> and it was like, to- totally different. Um, side note of that. Sorry, Peter King and or Billy Zane, if you're listening and you're um, I did y'all like
0: the
2: Phantom? I did. I saw. <laughs> I saw it at the opening night. Uh, actually, it's, uh, uh, yes. Yeah, I, I did. It wasn't I, bad. I mean, it was an era of all those like pulp hero, like the yeah. Shadow. I and just. I just, and, uh, Dick Tracy. Dick Tracy, I, I just remember having Dick Tracy. I just remember
0: Subway having the the Phantom ring. That's yep. all yep. I ever wanted. I still yep. have it.
2: <laughs> but that's funny because I think I think that is a great movie. I think it is vastly underrated, and I think Jada Pinkett Smith is really underrated. She's yeah, so good in that sure. movie. Um, Kills it in that movie. Yeah, dude, she's yeah. so badass in yeah. that movie. She's yeah. like, one of my favorite. To- yeah. Also has, uh, I
1: think Charles Fleischer is the guy's name, yeah. who plays, uh, the, does the voice of Roger Rabbit. And right. I right. Slowly watch that movie, just to hope that he would do uh, Roger Rabbit.
2: Please, Eddie,
1: in that movie. But yeah, definitely, if you haven't, I've never seen it, watch it. Such a great movie. You're number three,
0: James. Uh, was possession, uh, mouth of madness, event horizon, as the Sam Neill horror trilogy. Yeah, so I just threw
2: those other two in there just <laughs> oh. because um, I feel like Sam Neill does not get enough respect. Sam Neill is a goddamn icon. Yeah. Uh, every time he's in a horror movie, that horror movie is one of my favorite movies. But the possession is—I don't even know how you explain it. It's actually—it's actually a metaphor for for divorce. Uh, for uh the dissolution of the family and what it does to people and but um it is bucked up um you know it's it's ain't no dinosaurs in this movie no there's no dinosaurs in this, <laughs> ain't movie, no but dinosaurs in this movie but there's but there's women ha- having nervous breakdowns f- having sex with tentacle monsters and uh, yeah. got a, a little okay. bit of hentai in there for yeah you it's it's the weirdest hentai. but it's so i mean sam neil's performance um Isabella Adjani, I think is how you say her name, the actress's name. She is incredible. Um, it's really disturbing. Um, it's very much... It's David Lynchian and the fact that like it's kind of hard... I mean, it's it's, it's not linear too, but it's also like you're kind of... First off, the film starts off with Sam Neill having a nervous breakdown and being committed, and then you find out this is the main character in your movie. <laughs> uh, so this is the character we're going to follow through. But... Um, yeah, it's it's haunting. It's I mean a lot of people when I bring it up as a horror movie, some people are like, is it really horror? I'm like it. It's pretty damn creepy. It's pretty haunting. It's pretty messed up. Um, it's pretty. I mean, it's a very guttural movie. It's very emotional, but you know, at the same time, it's very like artistic. Um, uh, I think if you just a fan of, of very visceral acting, especially because Sam Neill in every other movie, he's he like the Sam Neill that people know. The Jurassic Park Sam Neill is this very calm centered voice of reason yep and this movie he's a fucking maniac um uh, can i say can i is swearing okay yep. on this podcast fuck uh, no okay that's <laughs> am i was just fucking worried anyways but um but yeah he's just a fucking maniac um i think i read something that compared him to klaus kinski in this movie and it was like a very so pretty good yeah. comparison he's, i would say
1: those three movies though, are like right up there are my favorite sam neill movies as well mm-hmm. especially event horizon yep um, fond appreciation for that movie guess they're supposed to be doing a TV show.
2: Yeah, I'm um, we'll see.
1: For, we'll, we'll see what happens. I mean, I, Event
2: Horizon, I was going to, in fact, her, when we first said this, Event Horizon was the first thing on my mind. But I've just become, now I've just, it's, I think Event Horizon went from this movie that nobody gave a shit about to now finally people. It's weird. It's, yeah. yeah. It I, became I, really successful when it went to like cable and stuff. Yeah. So, but it's one of the greatest, I think it's, I, people will fight me on this, but I think it is the greatest horror movie of the 90s.
1: Nice. I would say, yeah, I would probably say in the '90s is probably at least in my close top five.
2: Yeah, I mean, it's okay. one of my favorite movies, just yeah. horror movies ever. It just, I think it okay. works. But That's and it awesome. has, it's in my top five favorite movies. and It has Jack Noseworthy. Yeah. That's a fucking accomplishment. Yeah. <laughs> because yeah.
1: yeah. That <laughs> guy. Were you didn't like him on Idle Hands. You <laughs> um, see the look in James' face. He's like, he's like, this guy talking over here. Again. Uh, interview, done. interview done. we <laughs> done. <laughs> I almost got that. But yeah.
2: It is to go back to the possession. It's one of those movies. I feel like everybody. Should, if you're just a fan of cinema, um, um, the movie's just. It's like it will affect you. If it doesn't affect you, you, you might. You. I don't. I don't Something's know. wrong. You might All something right. have something wrong with you. All right. I know my number three. Gotcha. Albert and the Chipmunks,
1: Road Chip. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> That's, a, that's pretty where I, scary. That's for my buddy Deb there. I told her I'd put that in there. Um, <laughs> nope, mine is uh, Tales from the Dark Side, the movie. Um, one, it's got Deborah Harry in Deborah it. Deborah Harry. Um,
2: fantastic. Everybody knows
1: me, knows I love Blondie. Um, my dad loved Blondie. We, we listened to Blondie together. Nice. Um, I, it's a great anthology series. It's got Steve Buscemi in it, yep, Christian Slayer. Very young
2: Steve Buscemi. Um,
1: it's just really got some amazing stories, too. Um, wrapped around this Hansel and Gretel type theme um just overall which
2: I actually think the Hansel and Gretel I think the the wraparound story is yeah. the greatest thing in the movie I actually yeah. think it's, it 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 yeah. actually creeped me out when I was young uh,
1: Matthew Lawrence yeah just if anybody's wondering um but <laughs> great movie um I love the mummy part of it uh, the cat um I'm trying to think of the actor's name um who the the old guy the one who (laughs) was in christmas vacation who's like the grace the blessing yeah yes uh (laughs) what is Uh, his name um all right
2: maybe you have to have to look it up um he's great william i think he was a hundred years old for like 50 years (laughs) he he is he played
1: he played the great old man dude that voice Uh, all right i gotta gotta find it now um yeah, he's he's such a good good actor. See, it's um, funny
2: too because I know like a lot of people I know actually hate that movie. Um, and well, I, uh,
1: w- William Hickey. William Hickey. Um, yeah, he was also in, in a great Tales from the Crypt episode. It was one of my favorites where uh, he's the rich guy that pays for the younger body parts, ends up being a young guy, but loses all his money, and then the girl <laughs> he's trying to go for ends up going for the, the rich the old, adult, the rich old man.
2: Um, <laughs> But yeah, it's a good movie. I really like that. I feel like anthology horror is hard to pull off. Yeah. Um, and I think uh, it it really... Uh, I mean, it. I think there might be some pace issues. I think the... Uh, even though I really like the Buscemi f- segment, um, it does... It, I think it takes a little bit to get going. Yeah, I much. think
1: the tail end of it with the... the, um, the gargoyle yep. uh, one is a little slow-paced for yeah. me uh, as well, but... Um, but it's, it's probably the one I like the least. Um, yeah, I would Even though people that. really love that. Um, but yeah, probably, I would say the cat one is probably my favorite. Yes, one. I agree. Cats taking out old people. Yep. Just right there on my list. Babe.
0: Well, that's a good one. And yep. now we have uh, Exorcist 3 for your number two.
1: <laughs> 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 Brad Dorff.
2: So, first off. Um, that's a really fucked up one, though. Yeah, it's, I feel like. Yeah, it is. First off, can we yeah. talk about the fact that William Peter Blatty the writer of the the book and the writer of the original directed it. And I think it's the direction in it, the actual directing in it is phenomenal. I mean, there's one sequence everybody knows, like there's the one, I think it's probably in like the top 100 scariest scenes of all time. Um, It just looks shot, but the shot is so well crafted. It works, but you got Brad Dorff playing the Gemini, which (laughs) there's a whole period where people just badly ripping off the Zodiac. But um, (laughs) Brad Dorff is always amazing. Um, I will totally agree with that. Um, uh, you know, um, again, all of a sudden, my, my name with brain, my my brain with names, not my, my name of bra- brains. <laughs> um, uh, but uh, P- Patton himself, um, um, George C. Scott. George C. Scott. Yeah. Which, if you've also never seen the movie Hardcore, is one of my favorite movies. Gotcha. The seventies movie is very haunting as well. But George C. Scott is just awesome. Um, you get you get. Um, who played Doctor Uh, uh Doctor or Father Karis in the original? What was his the actor's name? He's come back. He comes back. Um, but it's just a great movie. It's uh, where the Heretic uh, Exorcist Two is not a great movie, even though I do enjoy it still because I have a slight thing for um, so, uh, for uh, for Blair for <laughs> Linda Blair. Linda Blair. Um, <laughs> I have a very strong attraction to her. In fact, one of uh, Savage Streets is one of my favorite movies of all time. And feel highly underrated if we were doing one on exploitation that was underrated that would be probably my number one um, put it on the list let's do it um, but anyways it's just a very creepy psychological thriller um, you know it works on the, I mean the concept itself is very goofy and silly like it's a kind of a stretch like I think they could have made like a movie that was not related to the Exorcist with this and you know it would have worked but probably um, but it's just a it's a creepy movie great uh, actors in it um, I feel like at a time when nobody expected an actual good Exorcist movie after uh, The Heretic, I think they just made a very... I mean, it's if you like, like, Seven and you like um, those kind of, like, super dark, uh, you know, sort of... Like I said, it's, I I consider horror... It does have supernatural elements. I do consider it a horror movie, but it's almost more like just, like, a dark thriller. Yeah.
1: but it's, it's, I, I actually do really like The Exorcist story. It's underrated. It's very much underrated. I agree. In, like, um, mine... <laughs> I'm going to say this, James is going to look at me, I'm going to laugh. Wait, um, for your
0: number two? For my number two. Wait, it, it, see, there was some con, kind, of, kind of confusion with me on this one, because there's two
1: babysitter movies. I'll, I'll explain. <laughs> um, the babysitter, the Netflix original, and Big G.
0: Oh, um, I was like, is this the Alicia
2: Silverstone <laughs> So this is where I have to leave, I'll be, it's nice seeing you guys. <laughs> This is this is my. I said, I
0: said I'm gone.
2: <laughs> Sorry, I'm
1: not side have this bullshit anymore. Who is this guy? Um, I don't know. A again goes back to smart weaving, much like your Linda Blair. Yeah, absolutely adore her as an actress. Um, it was fun, like, and to me it was underrated just solely like for the fact that like I didn't know about it. Um, I just wash it off the cuff one day. I don't know if a lot of other people knew about it either. I think anytime you have like a direct to anywhere, uh, you know, streaming service um, release, it kind of goes under the radar sometimes. Um, I feel like this was one of them. Now, granted, people like probably like kick me and say, well, it's like stylized and like it's very teen centric. And like, I get that. Number one, all the stupid teens get their comeuppance, which is great. Um, <laughs> so I love when stupid teens get what's coming to them. Um, mess with the devil, you, you get what you get. Yeah. Um, I just like the kid. In the movie. He's just—he's the underdog. Um, he's got to like literally grow a pair in the in the movie. Um, it's just a fun movie to watch. It looks. I fun. feel it's underrated. It's probably—is it the best movie ever? No. <laughs> um, is it a fun movie to watch? Yes. Uh, fight me.
2: (laughs) All I know is at the time that movie came out my social media was quite a buzz with that movie and there was a lot of online arguments some people considering it a work of genius, and others who were strongly deriding it. I do so. not
1: think it's a work of genius from the guy who created Charlie's Angels, the song, or rebooted Charlie's the Charlie's Angels. Angels. But it still does not stop me from watching Charlie's Angels full throttle when it's on the TV <laughs> uh, with the creepy thin man and Crispin Glover. So Crispin Glover, uh, I will uh, anything I'll Crispin Glover and in. It has elements of like worthiness that are battled in there, uh, <laughs> sprinkled with elements of not worthiness and. Yeah, that's, that's all I'll say about that. It looks awesome. There you go.
0: That's it. Uh, <laughs> a movie that's not Babysitter uh, was your, you know, the last one on
2: your list was Demon Wind. Demon Wind. I've never heard of this. So Demon Wind. Looks really good. Um, is one of the, it's, so it's an 80s movie. Um, I actually told myself to not, I was trying to not put any low budget 80s movies because that's sort of like my wheelhouse and I feel like but do you Wait, know when this b- was, b- before before you
0: begin this is the first trailer that i pulled up and i was like this is gonna be an interest i knew it like this is what started off the list and i was like this is gonna be an interesting podcast because that looks like so grainy and then like, so just you know like yeah, b, mean, b movie but it looked it's, amazing it's
2: very much a low budget 80s straight to video movie um so i have a weakness for ah. yeah it's that ah. covers genius ah. um Look it up, people. I'm a I'm a cover art guy. Um, Demon wind. But yeah, it's 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 actually really like bizarre. It's it's well, again, it's one of those movies that do, there doesn't seem to be any rules. Yeah. So um, for the the basic plot is, um, uh, which I I'm you know, I think going into the plot is actually the worst thing I could possibly do. But think of the happening. No, just yeah, <laughs> like it's just this this kid goes back to this haunted farmhouse. Um, where there was these horrible murders, and it's haunted, and yeah. he goes with this a group of his friends, and they get sucked there, and there's all these weird, you know, uh, phenomena. It, there's it's basically like, like it's haunted by demons, yeah. and it's 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 batshit crazy. There's in the a wind. There's
1: they're in the wind.
2: There is a character in the movie who is somebody's ex-boyfriend who is a stage magician, martial artist. <laughs> <laughs> That's.
0: Written and in the that's movie. part of
2: the story. So I mean, um, <laughs> it's filled with like a bunch of char- like these smarmy, smug like tw- like. There's one guy that you like. It's not part of the story, but you know he's a rapist. He just has rapist written all over. He's, <laughs> he like, looks a little. He looks like the most like douchey. Like <laughs> his name is frat probably Chet Guy Chet or Biff. <laughs> exactly. But but it, at the end of the movie, it's one of those movies where like again, like it's um, it's it it has its own it, it has its own mythology. It works. It's creepy. Um, it's one of those movies that, like, you're either going to love it, because you, you get it, or you're going to fucking hate it. <laughs> but um, I'm definitely in that first camp. Um, I like really low-budget, weird, you know, kind of like Neon Maniacs. These movies are like, what is, what what's going on? Like, but, Ryan. you know.
1: <laughs> the, the greasy strangler. Exactly. But the trailer was really good. Yeah, it, it's, I'm gonna watch this. It, it, I'm gonna watch this tonight. It's, yeah.
2: it's on Prime. It looks like so. Yeah. And even where right. the like, kids get trapped by demons and like, like, you know, when they get there, they, it's and it's like the lo- lo- location they found is really like like rural and kind of pretty. But you know, when they get there, like they they as soon as they turn their their engines off, their cars can't restart, so they're trapped there.
0: That explains a lot.
2: Yeah. I was like, y'all should
0: just leave. Yeah, and
2: then like, the, <laughs> like another wallet. friend comes in a jeep, and they're like, don't turn your car off. Don't turn your car off. And like. Like I can't hear you. My car's on. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Turns it off. <laughs> so you know, but yeah, it's just—it's one of those movies that like kind of caught me by surprise. I saw it in my twenties, and then it just came back out to. I think they released it on Blu-ray last year, but and then it, they got it on like Amazon. I think it might be on Amazon Prime actually. I, I think it is. Yeah. I'm watch and I was it. like, oh shit, I need to rewatch this again. I don't think and I'm going to really go to bed tonight. It. I'm going to watch this in the Blob. Nice. There's a movie, uh, uh, Night of the
1: Demons, which oh, great movie. Yeah,
2: it's it's similar to that in a lot of the themes where it's like Angela. Yes, Angela, one of the. Yeah, yes. Awesome.
1: Yeah. Also, a great villainous lady. Yeah. Of the <laughs> Plus 80s. As the, the
2: greatest uh, line in cinema history, like, do you guys have sour balls? Yeah, we do. Wow, you mustn't get a lot of blowjobs then. But thank, thank, <laughs> thanks, uh, Leanna Quigley, you genius. Oh,
0: that's,
1: that's what just, this is, the podcast is going to be called, Sour Balls. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, funny funny if uh, Linnea Quigley was. The topic of conversation in our last week's podcast in the boob count. In the boob count. I, I, I had talked about how she was the pair of boobs in Nightmare on Elm Street 4, um, yep. busting out of Freddy's chest. It's her only job was the boobs. And she played the best zombie ever, which was trash. That's absolutely um, correct. Return of Living Dead. So thank you. She even had an exercise video in the 80s, too. Yep, yep. Um, I tried really in hard fact, to get that. In fact, I had a, a
2: poster kid. of her exercise video <laughs> on my wall.
1: Gonna go to James' house, and, uh, <laughs> steal his poster. Yeah.
2: Well, you have to travel back to 1989. But, <laughs> ah! I travel.
0: <laughs> well, that being said, uh, we've come to the last one. Hi.
1: Derek, what is your number one? Uh, and I've said this in another podcast, so I'm sorry to repeat myself, but oh, it's just a, a great movie. And I feel it's so underrated. is Night of the Creeps. Oh. Um, Thank you. That means a lot. If James is plotting for me, yeah. I feel I feel validated. And, and on your list making, on my list making. Um, he, he's, forgive me for this for the babysitter, and now we're back on good terms again. It's, um, it's a,
0: well, yeah, it's, well. I think what it was, babysitter, was number two. It was number two. Yeah, I think that's. I think that's the whole deal. Was
1: I? I don't know. I was just kind like, of putting him down as I as I went. That seems so, more of a number ten yeah. if you're going to put it on the list. Yeah, maybe maybe I it's an honorable it. mention. I think ten is even getting it. Uh. <laughs>
2: Well, that's fine. James, come back! <laughs> like slams the door.
1: Uh, yeah, this is, was a great movie. Um, it has so many amazing elements in it. Uh, number one, Tom Atkins, always probably one of my favorite Tom Atkins roles um, that he's he's ever played in. It's got space slugs. Who doesn't can't go wrong with that? That lead into zombies. Uh, it's got sororities and frats, and I love the fact that like one of the main characters. Uh, was handicapped, which you don't see super often in the 80s. Nobody better say, listen to this podcast, what about the guy who got the axe in the face or machete in the face in Friday the 13th? He doesn't count. He went down the stairs. Okay, he didn't go down fighting. He didn't even see that coming. Um, CJ in this movie, he went down. Or JC. Um, I also love the fact that every character in this movie is named after some type of horror, um, you know, uh, person. So... Like Christopher Romero is the main character. Uh, yeah, I think like J.C. John Carpenter. Nice. Um, yeah, it it's just such a great movie. Um, has some good actors in it, but
2: it has my favorite Rusty, who uh, actor who's ever played Rusty from uh, the That's location right. Films. I said that. Yes, yes. It yeah.
1: has uh, has a uh, very uh, young Rusty Griswold. Yeah, which I think that
2: kid I really like. I thought he was. I thought yeah. he had potential as an actor. He didn't. Uh, yeah.
1: Yeah. didn't go on to do much, but yeah. uh, Lively, Chris Lively, I think. Um, I don't know his first name, but last name is Lively. Um, but yeah, just such a great movie, and it never gets old. Um, I think it was also released on like Blu-ray and Steelbox Box, like a couple years ago. Um, Saw it at the Draft House when they played it just never gets old for me and it's like a hidden gem and i think anybody i've ever recommended it to has never come back to me and say they didn't like it yeah if they did we wouldn't i wouldn't talk to them anyways exactly i'd be like get the fuck out of here you're not allowed to be my friend anymore i have um, a
2: uh, i have a signed photo of uh tom atkins in my art studio that says "Thrill me on it that shows that's you.
1: on it and the, what i love about it too is like it blends like the 50s with modern time, well, like it's modern. got this
2: whole backstory to modern it. Modern time of the release, um, yeah.
1: you know, kind of talks about the uh, the escape maniac from the mental hospital with the axe and like that ties to the movie. So it's kind of just has all these really cool horror tropes um, and the little alien dude the beginning. Yeah, like the weirdest, the weirdest alien naked guy, dwarf a finger, dwarf in um, suit,
2: um, ever. Yeah, so. that, I feel like. Uh, In fact, the movie was so influential to me that um, I released uh, a horror comic a few years ago, and the opening sequence in my horror comic was loosely based off of uh, the beginning of of Night of the Creeps. Is that still available? uh, It is. I'm actually doing a a new printing of it. It, It's uh, called Blood Sacrifice. It's an ode to 80s heavy metal horror. Um, So it's very much inspired by movies like The Trick or Treat with... uh, with Gene Simmons Simmons and Ozzy Osbourne not Um, the other
1: one (laughs) um,
2: and movies like um, uh, Black Roses and um, um, uh, another uh, very underrated movie um, uh, Rocktober Blood which is a terrible name but a movie I love anyways um, but yeah it is a great movie to end on I think it's one of those films that if you love horror you definitely should watch right I think it, it works on every level I want to see your number one what's your number one
0: well, we, went, we did it. Oh, did you already
1: remember? It was a, a, a storm. Uh, oh, okay. Bloodwind? Blood, or Demon yeah, Wind? Demon Wind, yeah. Sorry. I didn't realize I was ending it. No, yeah,
2: you uh, were.
0: No, but okay. really, I mean, can people listening find your stuff right now, or is it not av- yet available? It's
2: not yet available. Oh, that, and that's fine. But when if you does? look me up, at, uh, James Henry. Oh, good Lord. I'm going to have to spell my name. That's okay.
0: You can give I'll find it and then whenever you want me to yeah. post it at I'll put it in. Sounds and just, good. We're gonna make go sure y'all just check the description down below.
1: Future yeah, podcast. Yeah,
0: and then of course when once the stuff comes out to y'all, make sure I give yeah. that a plug Sounds as well. good. Yeah. yeah. But uh, I feel like I need to team up with James on a comic or a We should do it. Comic. I yeah, I believe so. Yeah, y'all are, I mean again, I mean I've learned so much from uh, y'all's 20 the 20 picks of movies that y'all have had. I'm so happy that none of y'all's
1: were the same. You I know. was wondering
2: about that. I was, I, I,
1: I was really wondering, too. Yeah. But I... You know. I, just different enough. I thought that it was... They weren't going to overlap too much. Yeah. Um, yeah. And
2: I liked the balance. Yeah. I liked...
1: Yeah, uh, yeah you gave me a lot of good good uh, movies for thought. Like,
0: and I think a lot of people that are really interested in horror movies who haven't heard of these movies are probably, have probably learned a
1: lot today, I will say The Blob almost made my list, though. Yeah. Like, yeah. I could putting it on there.
2: Um, now, you want to hear what's funny, though. To, you mentioned The Blob, and we were just talking. So, full... <laughs> I... We had the, in our little horror club here at work, uh, somebody posted a screen cap of like, what is this movie from? And I saw it really quickly and I said it was, I thought it was the, the date in the car from the beginning of uh, Night of the Creeps, which yep. is in a convertible, which yep. actually, after I looked at it, I was like, it's night. But it was actually the car scene from The Blob, yep. in So ironically, the full circle. Go. That's right. It all full comes circle.
1: Yep. Sympathical. Good tied
2: yeah. in. Well,
0: I did. Guys, I want to thank you so much for your time and hanging out. James, you're welcome anytime here. This was a
2: blast. I, yeah, had man, fun. This
0: is, I had a blast, too. I learned a lot, too. I want to say thank you again for listening to us on Spotify, iTunes, soon-to-come YouTube. I'm just being really lazy about uploading to YouTube for whatever reason. Uh, but it will be there. Thank you again, folks. And see you on the next one.